Thank you for joining Women Inseparable for the study In His Likeness. May we grow in our ability to see others and ourselves in His likeness. Here's author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. We are starting a brand new series. Today is week one. We're doing In His Likeness. We're going to do a character study. We're going to do a character study of the creation of God that was created in his likeness. What does that mean? That's our question. We often, we have a habit as women, as humans, of reading a story in the Bible or hearing preachers that are beautifully sprinkled throughout our world, hearing our preachers that are on our own stages. We see one another. We see the reflection in the mirror and we have instant thoughts and instant opinions. Am I the only one who has a thought about another person? Anybody else have an opinion about another person? Sometimes we do this. Sometimes we do this without even thinking. We have natural trained responses in our head. We see somebody that resembles somebody that once we knew that we didn't like, and we instantly put that thought on that new person. My prayer that during this eight week study of in his likeness, that we'll swap that natural response. That when we see a living person, whether they are a preacher, whether they are a man, whether they are a woman, whether they are a child, whether they are looking at us in the mirror, when we see a human person, that we see the very likeness of God, because that's who we are. We are the only thing that God has created in his likeness. That is said of us from the moment we were conceived. That's not said of us because we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. It's said of us because we are human, created in the likeness of God. So before we talk about what that looks like in our lives and the lives of men and women and children and pastors, we need to know what the likeness of God is. What is, what is God? Thought about that? When was the last time you sat to complete your thinking on God? You sit there and you meditate, right? You're sitting on your backyard, you know, because it's beautiful out because it's spring. <laughs> this is my joke because it's spring and it's heinous outside. Welcome to Idaho. But on those beautiful days we sit outside, this is one of my favorite things about summer. I have a lot of things I love about summer. The heat is my top of the line favorite thing about summertime. I can't wait to be hot. I love sitting out on my back deck. No noise. I don't want a podcast going. I don't want music going. I don't want to even hear my sweet husband and my sweet child talking. I just want to sit in the backyard in my quiet. And that's my favorite place just to sit and think about God. I met God when I was three. That's when I received Jesus as my savior. I'm 45. So most of my life, I've known God. I've known God as my father. I have yet to get to the end of my thought on God. I've spent a lot of time with him, a lot of tears with him, a lot of laughs with him, a lot of studies with him. I've spent a lot of my life with my God. I can't get to the end of my thoughts on God. I can't think about God when I'm laying in bed at night or else I won't fall asleep. Have you ever had that? You're like, I can't sleep, so what should I think about? The answer is think about the chores that you need to do. It'll knock you out instantly. <laughs> what do I have to do tomorrow? Oh, gone. 
what I can't do is sit there and think about God. Because I think about God and I think of how big he is that I get overwhelmed by it. And then I think about one more thing and one more thing and one more thing and one more thing before I know it, it's three in the morning. And I'm like, I have got to go to sleep. There's no end to God. There are studies out there, lots and lots of beautiful studies available on the character of God. Very possible that some of us in this room have done studies on the characters of God. There's no end. Pick a title, pick a word. In fact, if we asked every single one of us in this room today and each and every one of our women on podcast and video and our small groups to write down one character of God, one word of God, one little sentence of God, it's very possible that there aren't repeated things because he's so vast. He's so big. And at the same time, in his amazing bigness, he's so intimate. Do you learn that? He's so personal. With each and every single one of us, it's not about God. It's about you and God. In his perception, when he thinks about you, you are the only person in front of him. Ponder that truth. God holds the entire world, the entire universe, the entire time in his hand. But yet when he's with you and he's always with you, when he's with you, somehow you are the only thing that matters. And it's independent and it's personal and it's always. How can God do that? That I have no idea. I can't answer that question. I just know that God is always always before me and that God is always, always before you. Isn't that miraculous? It's miraculous. And today we sit and we ponder, we are created in his likeness. How in the world do we wrap our heads around that? Don't think about that at three in the morning. You won't sleep. Let's open in prayer, and then we'll open our scripture. Dear Heavenly Father, oh, the very fact that we can call you our Heavenly Father is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Father God, you loved us so much, so much that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ. You sent your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross for our sins that he was buried and that he rose again so that we can stand always and forever in the presence of you, our heavenly father, the full circle of your love. It's so, it's so perfectly overwhelming. I pray, I pray father God, that you will help us to see that circle of your love from start to finish and how it starts with you and finishes with you and that it's thread through the very blood of our risen savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus, thank you so much for your gift of salvation. I pray that we will honor you today through the reading of your word. I pray that you'll be with scripture, that you'll bring it so fully to light and that we will fall in love so deeply with the depth and the weight of the very name. God, oh, you're so big. Sweet Father God, we love you so much. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Can you join me in 2 Timothy? We're going to talk about the character of God. 
We need to know the character of God. We need to know the likeness of God so that we can know what it means to be created in the likeness of God, right? What does that look like? So we can do our evaluations from there. We're going to talk about God today. Next week, we're going to talk about Jesus. The third week, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit. That's fair, right? Because we are made in the likeness of God, and God is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It is in that that we are created. I'm telling you right now, there's going to be a lot of statements that are said in the next three weeks that are bigger than my head can comprehend. So I am not coming with the end statement. I am not coming with the end outcome. I'm not coming with anything. I'm just coming as part of the dialogue. God is big, period. That could truly be the end of today's study. How do you even finish that sentence? My God is, even he himself describes himself as I am. God does not need a description. God does not need an adjective. God does not need a character. God does not need an attribute. God is God, and it's his name. What more do you say? That's our God. So I've been praying and praying, God, what scripture do I read? What scripture do I read when the entire book came after your existence? We could start at the beginning, Genesis 1-1, and say, in the beginning, God, but that doesn't even count the quality of who God is and the weight of his name as God. His existence was before this was even breathed. So how do you pick out one verse to talk about God? Is it fair to say you can't? You want to talk about how big God is? Read the Bible cover to cover. Still won't answer. You want to know how big God is? Get up at three in the morning and spend four hours solid on your face before him and you still won't find the answer. There is nothing we can do to find out the bigness of God. Nothing. Does that not describe the bigness of our God? I'm literally at a loss of words. I was talking to God this morning and telling him, I don't even know what scripture to read today. There is so many. I'm sure we are all sitting here and a passage is popping in our head. Oh, here, Jacqueline, talk about this verse. Write that verse down, will you? Whatever verse that's in your head, whatever passage, whatever idea, write it down because that could be your personal challenge that the spirit wants you to focus on, on you and God. Listen to the spirit as the spirit is putting scripture on your heart. Write it down and stay there passages and passages. I'm like, God, if I talk about all these passages, we're going to be there for 59 days straight. We can't do that. Gail's going to wrap me up here in about 25 minutes. I've got a timeline. There are rules with clocks of how much time you can spend with God. And he says to me, whispers on my heart, talk about what you know about me. So I cry. I met God when I was three. I wanted to know what the love of a dad was. And my mom introduced me to God. To me, I've always, always known God as God the Father. And the very fact that that's his name, if we're breaking up the very Godhead into three weeks, and we've got God the Father, and we have God the Son, and we have God the Holy Spirit, the very likeness of God is God the Father. I've always known God as my Father. I met God when I was three, behind a chair, crying, because I wanted to know the love of a father. I didn't know what that meant. I had a girlfriend tell me once, most girls that are raised without a, f 
a standing father figure have daddy issues? She says, somehow you don't have daddy issues. I don't have daddy issues. I've never had daddy issues. The answer, God. Somehow miraculously, God was big enough to prove himself to be my dad. I understand I'm not the only one that got saved as a little, little girl. And I'm not the only one that can stand and say, I knew him as my father my entire life. And some of us sit there and we think in the back of our head, yeah, I got saved when I was three. Yeah, I know that he was my father, but my life was hard and it was awful. And I have a story. Can I sit next to you and say, I understand? My life was hard. I have a story. You want to know more about it? Do our But God series. Don't do it yet. We have an eight-week study in front of us. Save that for our next season. I have a story, but I don't want to go into any of that because this is about God. It's not about that man. It's not about that situation. It's not about that emotion. It's not about life. It's not about earth. It's not about anything. It's about God. And if we can erase everything from our story, and if we can erase everything from our knowledge, and if we can erase everything from everything and think about God, what do you think God can do in us? The very ones that were created in his likeness, God is so big. God is so big. For 42 years, I've known God as my father. He's never not been there. He's never not been my father. There's a character you could put down. In the midst of hard, he was always there. People have asked me in like um, author interviews, what's your favorite thing about God? And without even a thought, I could always and every time say his arms. I know his arms. I know his arms. When I was little and I met him, I knew his arms. When I was little and being hurt, I knew his arms. When I was a young adult and going through stuff, I knew his arms. When I was in my 30s and going through miscarriages, I knew his arms. Last year, when I was really sick, I knew his arms. This morning when I told God, I don't, I don't have the words to talk about the weight of your name. I knew his arms. Ultimately, what we learn today can only come from our time with God. The only thing we can learn today is about our time with God. And I mean that in a very individual way. So I can sit on this chair and I do. I want to read a couple of verses from Second Timothy chapter one, but that's me reading to you a verse that God and I were reading about to come up with the bigness of God. Does that make sense? Personal challenge that I highly plead that you do spend time with God, spend time with God. And if I can even be so bold to say, I am going to be so bold to say, don't focus in this time that you spend with God. Don't focus on, and I say this with full permission of the spirit. Don't focus on Jesus. Can I say that? Spend some time, you and God. God. His name is everywhere. You can talk about anything with anyone about the name of God, and it doesn't affect people. You can talk about 
the name of God everywhere. You can text his name to anyone and it would be received as nothing. You've noticed that? Anyone, any level, any relationship, any knowledge of, any lack of knowledge of can say the name God and there's an emptiness, but it's an accepted word. Everybody can say the word God. You won't, you won't offend anybody. Isn't that fascinating? You won't offend somebody by saying the name God. You could talk to anybody and you'll hear lots of people say the name God. Use the word God. Can I encourage each and every one of us to spend time with God? Erase everything. We did a fasting challenge in Women Inseparable a couple years back. During that fasting challenge, we picked one day of the week. We prayed, God, give me a day of the week. And I might even say, let's do this right now. Ask God, give me a day of the week. Whatever day comes to your mind, that's from the Lord. Hold on to it. Write it down. And then we did, and I'm going to ask some of us to do now, if you want to participate in this, pick a, an hour, one hour. God, I know you laid on my heart to pick Wednesday. What hour on Wednesday? God, please give me an hour. Nine, 9.30? 9.30 it is. Write that down. Write it in your calendar. Write it down. I'm with my God on Wednesday at 9.30 till 10.30. And if somebody says, I need to meet you for coffee, say I'm available at 11 o'clock. I've got things to do. And then you and God spend solitude together. You and God. And don't spend time thinking about Jesus. And I say this with... It breaks my heart to say this, but I, the, with the magnitude of who our God is and the desperation in which we need to know who our God is so that we don't stand with society and proclaims a name that has no knowledge of that name that's being expressed. This is our God who always has been, who always will be, who sits in front of you in such love and admiration of you. When was the last time you sat in such love and admiration of him? Oh, how much he loves you. How much do you love him? God is love, is he not? That day, that hour, spend time with God and ponder God. Do you know God? 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that he fully knows you. So those of us that are sitting there saying, I don't want to be that fully known in the presence of God for an hour that makes me nervous because I know me. Sweet sister, God knows that already. That Pandora's box that not a soul on earth knows about God knows and he loves you so deeply. That sin that you don't even want to claim God knows. That sentence that you don't even want to express over that person that you can't even look at God knows those questions that you have about God and for God and why God, God knows there is nothing around you, in you and through you that God does not know. God knows you fully. Spend time with that God. Don't ponder the Holy Spirit during this hour. Can I say that? That's hard. 
don't ponder the Holy Spirit during that hour. And you say, oh, I already know I'm going to be there for three hours. Don't ponder the Holy Spirit for those three hours. Whatever that time is that you and your God spend together, leave it about God. This world needs us to know God, does it not? We can go around anywhere and everywhere and say, God loves you. What does that mean? Some of us say, well, it means, <sighs> how do you word that? Let that be your homework challenge. God, I want to be with you for one hour. I'm not going to think about Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to think about Jesus, but I'm not going to dwell upon Jesus right now. And I'm not going to think about the Holy Spirit, even though the Holy Spirit's going to be the one that's bringing me closer to you, even though the Holy Spirit is the one doing the work and communicating. Romans 8 tells us that we get on our face and we groan between, before the Father and the Holy Spirit does the groaning. You're going to be on your face and in that presence of God for that hour that you spend with him. And the Holy Spirit is going to be connecting your soul to God's soul. Wrap your head around that, but don't dwell on that during your hour with God because it's about God. Let the weight of his name soothe you. We live in a day where you can go and buy a weighted blanket. Doesn't weight feel good? Ironic statement for a woman to say. <laughs> feel the weight of God. It's that protection. It's that love. It's that immeasurable goodness makes us speechless. It brings us to our knees. It causes our eyes to look upward and our hearts to bow down. It makes everything turn right side up. It makes everything whole. Even the depths of our confusion and loss and pain is made right with God. There is not a sentence that can wrap it up. There really is not. That truly explains why God says to Moses, I am. Will you take my challenge and spend time with God? No rules. No desired outcome, no agenda. I have learned to love agendas. I love agendas. I'm kind of nerding out about agendas. Don't take an agenda to God. Don't even take a scripture passage to God. Take your Bible and close it and say, God, I don't even know. I don't even know. I just know I love you and I know you love me and I don't understand. I don't understand why you love me so much. I don't even know how to receive that love from you so much. I've never received love. How in the world do I receive your love? God, I don't know. I don't know. And when that hour beeps and you still don't know, don't move. Stay with God. And you're like, but I've got to go to work. Nah. <laughs> if your hour is up and your schedule has to go forward, will you schedule another hour? God, when, what day can I meet with you next? I need this solitude with you. I've been praying for years. I've been reading my Bible for years, but I need this time with you. There's something different in solitude. When you're in solitude, not isolation, Lord have mercy. I'm not telling you to go to isolation. Isolation is bad. Don't isolate, sweet friend. Don't isolate. Get out. Come. 
but solitude with God. That's getting our Christian checklist of I pray today, I read my Bible today, I memorized a verse today, I was nice to that person I don't like today. <laughs> when we're in solitude with God, we're getting all of that and taking it off the lines and mixing it together in presence of God. And you're in conversation and prayer with God. And you're in conversation of scripture with God. And you're memorizing, not because you're remotely memorizing in your brain, but it's imprinting on your heart. It's becoming your friend. Has there ever been a verse in your life that you're like, I never even sat and memorized it, but I could just kind of tell you what it's about. Like, I just, it's like, I know that verse, you know what you did. You meditated on that verse. It became your friend. You know, that girlfriend, you don't have to memorize that friend. You don't have to remind yourself, what's my friend's name? I've got to introduce my friend to somebody new. What's her name again? You know her. She's your friend. It's your scripture. That's your God. That's your prayer life. That's solitude. God calls us friend. God calls us daughter. God calls us his. Do you know that? There might be someone listening to this lesson right now, whether it's in this room or on video or on podcast that has no idea where to even begin with her conversation with God because she's never been introduced to God. That's very possible. Sweet friend, may I say right now how much God loves you? And John 3.16, look that verse up. John 3.16 is your verse to look at today. For God so loved the world, that's you, that he gave his only, his only begotten son, that's Jesus, that whosoever believes on him will not perish. Can we pause and ponder that verse? With the love of God and the love of his son, Jesus, who came on earth to live in the flesh, to die on my sinner's cross, to be buried with my sin on him and to raise again a newness of life for me. That's how much God loved the world. That's how much God loved me. That's how much God loves you. Romans 10 tells us that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. It's not works. It's not proving yourself. It's not getting rid of who you are. It's loving Jesus Christ and knowing who he is as your Lord and Savior. It's calling upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ saying, I believe, Jesus, that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. I believe that you were buried. I believe that you rose again. And I know that you are my only way to heaven. Will you be my Savior? Will you be my Lord? At that very moment that we express those words with our mouth, the very moment we believe those words in our heart, the Bible says you are his. You are saved. You want to spend some time with God, spend some time with God there. If you do not know Jesus as your savior, will you receive Jesus as your savior today? Will you do that right now? That's my question. Some of us, we hear that, we smile and we say, I know, I know God is my father because I remember the day I received Jesus as my savior. I remember that day. 
I know Jesus as my Savior. I know God as my Father. I know the Holy Spirit is within me. Start there. Start there in the presence of God. Is that fair? We have a lot of knowledge. There are those of us that are Bible students. Not because we graduated from Bible college, but because we've done a lot of women's Bible studies. <laughs> and you learn a lot in women's Bible studies, don't you? They're amazing. There are amazing women's Bible studies out there. Can I ask you a huge, huge request? Leave that knowledge at your door. When you go into your prayer closet to spend time with your God, will you leave that knowledge at the door and go to your God, your dad, as a newborn? Say, God, I, I remember I met you when I was this old. I received Jesus as my Savior when I was at this age. But God, can I come to you raw and new? And can I meet you Again, not that you're getting saved again, but that you're falling in love with the bigness of God again. Second Timothy chapter one, verse eight, it says, therefore, Paul is saying these words to Timothy. He says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Ponder, ponder that name. Ponder that name. I'm going to read the next verse and then I'm going to close in prayer. I'm going to read the next two verses and then I'm going to close in prayer. Verse 9 says, The power of God, who is God who saved us, God who called us to a holy calling. Not because of our works, but because of his, because of God's own purpose and God's own grace, which God gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began and which now God has manifested through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus. Next week, we get to talk about Jesus who abolished death and brought forth life. Heavenly Father, sweet Father, God, you are our God. You are our God. And in the best way that we know how we fall on our knees before you. And with our whole heart, we fall in awe before you. Some of us are crying out to you for the very first time saying, God, will you be my God? I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, is the one who came, who died on my sinner's cross, who was buried, who rose again. And Jesus, I'm asking you right now to be my savior. Oh, I pray salvation upon that girl that is receiving you as your savior right now. Father God, make yourself known to this sister right now. I pray that she will know fully that she is yours. Father God, I pray for those of us that know you as our God, that have been walking with you, that have been trying to figure out what it means to know you. I pray that we'll start by knowing how much you know us. How amazing that is, how much you know us. That's so raw. It's so whole. Father God, it's healing to know that somebody knows, knows all of that to the point that we don't need to express it because you know. 
We don't need to start from the beginning because we know we can just be. Oh, how fresh, how freeing that is that we could just be. God, thank you for being so big. Thank you for the weight of your name. I pray right now that you'll be with each and every one of us. I pray specifically for those days. I pray specifically for those hours. And I pray specifically for that truth that is proclaimed within every single one of our hearts between us and you, our God. And it's in your honor and it's in your presence we pray. Amen. We're so glad you joined us today. If you need prayer or simply have questions, email us at womeninseparable at gmail.com. You can find more Women Inseparable studies on various social media platforms.